Hello and welcome to the Oi Let's Talk podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Gemma. Two friends talking fitness, mindset, business and everything else in between. We really mean everything. Expect banter, education and organised chaos. Your new podcast besties. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of the Oi Let's Talk podcast. As Gemma is stuffing her face with some Skittles today. That was the worst timing. (laughs) I could hear myself munching away. ASMR. Honestly. Um, We're so excited to be back here. Yeah. We're we're on a roll today. We're honestly, we have never been this good on the podcast ever before. I'm calling it. I also love just, not that we're delusional because I fully believe everything that we have to say, but I'm like, we're great. (laughs) (laughs) We are a little bit delusional. Like, let's be real. I think you need to be. You have to be. Otherwise, you're probably not going to make moves. No. (laughs) Unless you believe you can do everything. There's no other way. But yeah, Yeah. we're a little bit delusional today. We've had our bagel. We've stuffed our face with some Skittles. We are caffeinated. Caffeinated and on a bit of a sugar high. Yeah. So we want to talk to you guys or give you guys our top five life lessons. Some of them are short. Some of them are long. These are just things that popped into our head. I don't know. I'm a bit afraid of what I've just done. I thought it would come up higher, but I've just dropped it. It's fine, guys. Yeah, I think they can still hear you. Surely. Hopefully. Hopefully. Okay, so we want to give you guys our top five life lessons. The things that we have collated data collected over the years that we think are imperative for you guys to hear and start living by. Yeah. And some of these are just things that like from our own either trials and tribulations, previous relationships, whatever it is, Mm. we've just learned that when you follow these, that you're going to get, you're going to be happier or you're going to be living the life you want to live. Absolutely. So let's kick it off. You go first, Dal. So the first one that came to my head was whether this is friendships or business or hobbies or just opportunities that come up Mm. I want them to be like my whatever it is that I take on it either has to be a fuck yes or a no and the no doesn't Mm. have to be bad it could just be that I don't have the capacity to take it on at the moment something that I've done previously when I was younger was in a typical people pleasing fashion, just saying yes to everything, even if it doesn't a hundred percent, like I don't have, I don't have the time or it doesn't align, it doesn't align or it doesn't feel, feel a hundred percent. So something that I've definitely done in the last few years is it's either yes, like I can't wait. And then I'll be able to give myself to something with a lot more intensity Mm. and like passion and drive, or it's just no. And I don't feel bad about saying no. I think it's the guilt, right? Yeah. But how, how things have changed in doing that is Mm. I have less things that I'm doing, but the things that I'm doing, I feel like I can actually dedicate myself more to. Yeah. And yeah, the things that I go to or commit myself to, I just feel like I'm more present. Mm. So overall it's for the best and the guilt 
doesn't really exist anymore because I realised that there's an unlimited amount of things I could do. Yeah. So it's just about picking and choosing which really feel good for me. And also there's a saying, whenever you're saying yes to something, you're saying no to something else. Yeah. And that usually comes with sacrificing the things that you really want to do because you've either overcommitted, you've fallen into that people pleaser mentality, and then you spend your life living it for other people, not for yourself. For sure. And that's when you find or you start to notice well, fuck my life. I'm not being able to do the things that I love anymore. And, and I'm not I'm enjoying f- myself. And I'm feeling stressed out. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling anxious because you're not giving yourself the spaciousness to actually do the things that you want. Yeah. Not that you think people want you to do. Yeah. And it's not a nice feeling on the no. opposite side. Imagine like going to social things where you don't really enjoy yourself or like hanging out with people you don't really like or like doing projects or committing to things, say like a sponsorship, but yeah. maybe you don't vibe with the brand. Like that's just a shit low vibe versus hanging out with people you like doing things that you like to do aligning with brands that you like like it's just night and day how much more you're going to enjoy yourself absolutely and at the end of the day isn't that what it's all about exactly yeah exactly and obviously there are things in life where like you just have to bin and bin and grow it grin and bear it and just go to things and say yes to things that you don't always necessarily feel 100% good about like it's given in life but if you can spend majority of your life having that full body fuck yes or full body fuck no yeah your intuition and your gut's gonna tell you what's right or wrong straight away 100% and into my second point is trusting your gut so if I've like just something feels off whether it be like I've met someone or whether it be like an opportunity arises, Mm. it can just be the timing. It can be, I'm just sensing a shit vibe or whatever it is. I'm getting a lot better at just trusting that. And that could just be withdrawing my energy from that situation. Mm. It could just be putting my guard up a little bit because something's telling me not to trust a certain, whatever it is, I'm just getting a lot better. And it honestly hasn't let me down. It might take a bit of time for me to realize, oh, that's why I felt that way. But Mm. honestly, I was going to say most of the time, but every time I felt that way, there's been a reason for me feeling that way. And really your gut feelings are your guardian angels. Like it really is a thing. I feel like anytime you feel slightly off in a situation, whether it's business relationships, meeting new people, whatever it is, exactly like what you said, it's like, if you can feel your gut being like, oh, this doesn't feel right or oh, that didn't sit right or what that person said I don't necessarily agree with, yep. go with it Yeah. because your gut never fucking lies to you. And trust me, and one of the things that are on my list is like follow your intuition Yeah. and like listen deeply to your intuition because that shit never lies. Yeah, why do I feel that way? Okay, yeah. like actually dig deep into it. Don't like suppress it for the sake of like saving face. Saving face, yeah. people pleasing, yeah. feeling bad, like trust your intuition your intuition will show you the way in your life and i really believe that like anytime i've ever felt off about a situation off about a person i have a really great read on people like amand always says like whenever he meets someone new he's like oh you have to meet them because like i want to know like what your read on them is and i'm always right like (laughs) sounds like i'm being like tuna marine horn but honestly i'm always fucking right in that in that realm i'm so glad i made the cut yeah, you did. Lucky. Just. Oh. No, kidding. <laughs> flying colors, babe. Flying colors. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my intuition never lies to me. Like I just know within a couple of minutes of meeting someone, like you're either my person or I can read through your bullshit or your lies or whatever it is. My gut always tells me. Something that I feel like I've gotten good at, and I think I actually used to do this when I was younger, is just like being able to read people. Oh, so like if someone's talking... 
I always used to get told when I was younger, like 10, 11, 12, that like I am an old soul mm. because like I'd be able to do that with people. And like I'm sure, I don't know, over the, over time I've just been more aware of it. Like mm. I can have a conversation with someone and then be like, oh, you're doing that because of this. Or like you're saying that, but you actually mean this. Yeah. And I actually am paying attention to that more and being like, interesting. Like mm. what am I feeling about that? Let's go with that. Mm. This one is probably something that I've started to implement only within the last, I'd say, year and a half, maybe two years, is listen to listen, not to speak. I love this. This is so important, not only to like brush up on your communication skills as a human if you're wanting to, but also to actually understand people on a deeper level. I actually read a book that made me shift to Mm. thinking about that more when I became a PT. It was about... Asking open-ended questions. Asking yeah, open-ended questions and asking like motivational interviewing. Mm. And a lot of that was, say if you were PTing someone, are you spending the whole PT session talking about yourself, or are you asking them questions mm. and listening? And are you giving them the opportunity to, to actually talk. answer and talk? And it's something that I notice like. It's a big communication skill, right? And I can't remember where I read it in a book as well. I can't remember what book it was, though. If I do remember, I'll post it somewhere on the Internet for all of you guys to to see and listen to um, or see and read. But in the book, it pretty much said, like, listen to listen, not to speak. And even letting people finishing their finish their sentences. So how many times when you have a conversation with someone, you're like, yep, yep. I do it all the time. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, yeah. Amazing. Yep, yep. And all of a sudden, you're actually spending majority of the conversation rushing the other person. To then speak. To then speak your point or say your point. And obviously, like, it's something I'm actively practicing, like I said, within the last year and a half to two years. But I still have to work on it. Yeah. But that is such a thing. Like, if you notice that you're constantly being like, yep, 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 you're actually interrupting that person only for you to then speak. Yeah. So learning how to listen to listen and not to speak is one of my life lesson advices for all of you to add on to that something that I have done and I don't know if you've noticed that I do this but if we were ever at dinner together Mm. my phone's on do not disturb Mm -hmm. and it's down and like I've made that an effort over the last two to three years to do because going on to the theme of being present and fostering the relationships I care about Mm. I really don't want to be in a situation like taking photos, not actually being in tune with the conversation, looking at notifications. Yeah. Like it just completely takes you out of being present. Being present, right? So if I'm talking about life lessons to, and to add on to that, I would just say practicing active listening mm-hmm. and being present by having the boundary with your phone. And I know like the some of my clients who I speak to who have rules like no phones at the dinner table yep. or no phones in the bedroom. And I love that. I just think that when you, especially in a partner and like that kind of relationship where it's just like, you don't want to spend so much time just coexisting and scrolling when you could be connecting. Absolutely. So I think that it's really important to make the most of that. And I hope that that makes me a better friend and a better partner. A lot of a lot of the time when we and my friends go out for dinner, we pop our phones in the middle of the table face down. First person to touch their phone pays the bill. Oh, I love that. It's like savage. But yeah. like if you can't spend two hours connecting with the friends that are around you because you're constantly plugged into what's happening on your social media yeah. or your emails like or your text message. Important. And if it is, 
they'll call. Yeah. And we always have this thing. It's on do not disturb. So obviously you have your favorites list so people can call you in case of emergency. If your phone actually rings out of your favorite list, of course you can answer it. It's probably an emergency. But other than that, it's like you pay the bill if you touch your phone. But I think it's really important. Like as well as you learn how to deepen your connection as a human to other humans, which I think is something that not a lot of people actually know how to do. Yeah. And I think like circling back for a second, like listening to listen and not to speak allows you to deepen those connections to other humans in your life, as well as allow you to be more understood and get your point across or your unique opinions or whatever it is that you're speaking about, which is all about being a human, right? Yeah, like connecting. and community and connection Absolutely. is a part of your social health. Yeah. It's part of you functioning better. So if you are taking yourself out of that by being worried about mm. notifications, you are not allowing that to happen. No. And also this little tip, the listening to speak, not to, uh, listening to listen, not to speak is so great if you're a fucking coach. Yeah. Like if you can start implementing that with your clients, obviously your client's going to ask you questions. You'll talk about your life and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But if you can really actively listen to what your clients' needs are, what their wants are, what their pain points are, what their why are, what they tr- they have the most trouble with, you are going to get your clients amazing results and in turn acquire more skills as a coach yourself. People's skills are everything in this particular job. Absolutely. And even further to that, if you are able to ask those questions like you've said give them the feeling that they're being genuinely listened to, cared for, and there's a connection there. That rapport goes a long way with them following through with the plan. Mm. Because if they feel like, oh, okay, like they've made this thing based on what I've, what I've needed. They've listened to me. They're going to check in on me. They care. Like they've followed up on the fact that my sister just had a baby. Like mm. that kind of stuff actually goes a really long way in retention, compliance, happiness yeah. and satisfaction. So I think that those skills and the way that I tried to refine those is practicing that with face-to-face and mm. online clients thinking about how I communicate with them and check in with them, listening to an audio book. I'll try to remember the name of it and put it in the caption about um, motivational interviewing techniques Mm. and then just paying attention more. Mm. Yeah. Not being so plugged out. Plug Plug out out. to plug back in, Queens. Yes. Your second one. I think we're on to third, no? Oh, well, I'm on to second. Oh, I did trust your gut. Yeah, Yeah. After, yeah. So the third one... (laughs) <laughs> something that I learned sorry I'm just like that was a full like nothing, brain blank nothing, nothing was, was going, going on there. something that I learned from a friendship relationship point of view and yeah. I paid a lot of attention to and this probably goes back to the whole trusting your gut mm. and focusing on honing in not honing in sorry focusing on fostering a less friends but really meaningful friend meaningful yeah. friendships something that I've paid attention to and this is like rain true is mm. People that rain true, what rain the true. Fuck does is that, that not mean? even a thing? I think you just made that up. I've never heard that in my life. I don't think it's a thing. Anyway, okay. it's true. Okay, it's facts. Facts. We'll yeah. just say that is if you come across like just like maybe just like superficial friendships, like someone that you just kind of meet, you're not really close with, mm. but those kinds. Those kinds of people, I've gotten the vibe if I'm not really, really close to them, but they spend a lot of time talking to you about other people. In the bin. I'm really confident that they also spend time talking to other people about you. Absolutely. If, if your friend is talking shit about somebody else, they are talking shit about and you And if they well. are comfortable to talk. <laughs> Done. Like, no, but I just feel like something that I've just picked up on and like which relationships I think I would, I spend 
Yeah. People that I spend time with don't do that is what I'm saying. Yep. But it's just like if you just be mindful of the people you're letting into your circle mm-hmm. and just clue in on the fact that if the people that you're letting into your circle are really negative and spending a lot of time like constant, not just like they've had a shit time and they need a vent, but like constantly talking about mm-hmm. other people and it's petty things there's a really high chance that they're doing the same thing about you. So just be aware of that and have your guard up and then just think about how that might impact the kinds of conversations. Mm. Is it a really productive friendship? Probably yeah. not. And also as well, like, do you want to be associated with that person? And no. that probably sounds a little bit harsh, but when you think about it, yeah. it's like, you know, if everyone knew that Gemma was shit talking everyone she came across, which she would never do, Yeah. by association, I'm now going to be known as a person who does the exact same thing as that, which yeah. might not actually be truth or my truth at all. Yeah. But by association, like, do it's you want to be known as the person that facilitates those conversations yeah. that, you know, puts up with somebody who is talking shit about somebody else or potentially them now looking at you being like, oh, well, you know, she's friends with that person and they always do X, Y, and Z. It, it, it's not a very nice place to be. And on the flip side, because I have had connections before which are just like overly negative, always having something Mm. negative to say about other people. Like people that know that you're connected to them may also assume that you're like that when you're not. Yes. So just, again, thinking about friendships, being aware of who you're letting in your Mm. inner circle, just be mindful of how those relationships can actually impact you negatively and have a boundary up of not letting that happen. Yeah. Yeah. What was your next and one? And also, like, calling shit out when you see it. Like, I've gotten I better just at don't... that. I used to be very um, mute. Yeah. I didn't know because I hate conflict. I just – I don't like conflict. I don't think anybody likes conflict, and I'm not a confrontational person. But yeah. I just don't have a filter. So, like, yeah. even with you, like, if you do something that's annoying, I'm like, Gemma, pay attention. Yeah. We're doing this. And you're like, oh, fuck. And you do the yeah, same yeah. with me. 100%. And it's the same in conversations with if someone's talking shit about somebody or someone's being really negative about something yeah. that is just, like – like draining my energy I'm just gonna call it how I see it like like, have you spoken to that person about it or have you potentially tried to look at it from a different point of view yeah like I just don't have the time for it it's either we're talking about dogs business funny memes or I don't want to be a part of it yeah um okay my second life lesson for all of you listening at home is take risks you can't just be stealing mine. Well, I've got it tattooed on my ankles, don't I? <laughs> you do, mate. <laughs> but take risks. If you are young, you have no kids, no responsibilities, now is the perfect time in your life to do the fucking things that you said you were going to do. Yeah. If you can start looking at life as... Actually, let me backpedal for a second. Off you go. If you speak to anyone over the age of 50 or 60, they will all say take risks in life when you're young. You have the least to lose. And I know that it is scary and there's lots of stories. There's lots of what-if stories that we tell ourselves. There's lots of limiting beliefs, imposter syndromes. The list goes on. I just punched the microphone again. It's because I talk with my hands so much. But I know that all of these things go on. But if you can really quieten that noise of being fearful, afraid of judgment, afraid of whatever limiting belief that you have, and just start taking risks in in your life, like if it's starting a new business, if it's quitting your fucking job that you hate, you always set the standard and taking the risk to be able to elevate the standard in your life. If you are on the fence, fucking do it. Yeah. And I think um, something that I've spoken about in previous episodes, and this will go back to just my experience with my dad, who's someone who Mm. is, you know, 60 and then is 
finds out you're gonna he's going to pass away the same things the same themes go over I wish I traveled more I wanted to do more this this that and we never know when our time is up mm. I don't want to dwell on that too much but it's a common theme that I'll always come back to yeah is life is short and if there is something you really want to do and you can find a way to shift your life around to support that do, do it, it because you don't want to look back and be like oh I really wish I um I really wish I lived abroad or I re- really wish I did another like I studied yeah. a different thing like if you have the privilege of being able to make those decisions mm. then do them because there's so much um, good to come from mm. it and very little drawback yeah yeah and I think one more thing on the taking risk side is like who's telling you you can't do it yeah like nine times out of ten somebody in your life unless somebody is not so nice to you yeah majority of people that are directly in your life are probably not standing there telling you directly to your face you can actually not do that there's no possible way yeah the person that's telling you that you can't do that is a limiting belief a fear or a little voice inside your head yeah if you can learn to move through that yeah. and actually just start taking life by the fucking balls, you can do whatever you want. And the reason I'm so passionate about this is because we've done that. Yeah. Like we have actually built a life where we are happy majority of the time. Yeah. We have freedom. We're doing what we want to do. We yeah. have financial security. Yeah. We have great relationships. We have great partners. We're yeah. doing all of the things that we've said we were going to do because at one point we decided to take a risk yeah. and no longer let our fears or people around us tell us that we can't do something. And if a reason that you're not, say, joining the gym or trying a new sport or tr- doing a new quitting hobby your job or, or whatever. quitting a job yeah. or traveling, if or posting on social media, if the reason that you're not doing these things is you're worried that you're going to be judged, I'm going to let you in on a hot tip. And it is the fact that no matter what you do, you're probably going to be judged. People already fucking hate you. Yeah. And it's like, (laughs) and it's like when you realize that it's like kind of like freeing, right? Because it actually doesn't matter. Like if I go to the gym or I don't go to the gym, there's probably going to be someone out there who's just not going to like it no matter what happens. And I just bring it back to happy people don't spend time shit talking other people. Like they're not actually caring. So whenever there is that worry of judgment, it's like, okay, the judgment's probably always going to be there, but it's like Mm. you decide whether or not that actually impacts you or not. And it shouldn't because like like, it's just noise who gives a fuck like literally there's people right now in your life that already fucking hate you that probably talk shit about you that probably send your social media things to your friends and fucking laugh about it and does that pay my bills probably because it gives me engagement so i actually don't care (laughs) goodbye Uh, actually thank you (laughs) yeah thanks so much 100 percent. and also the same people probably in five years time will be like how'd you do that we know this yeah. and we've spoken to this before. Anytime someone's passing a judgment, it's purely coming from an insecurity, which is a projection. Yeah. And what How can people they do that. Yeah. yeah. What people get really good at doing is demonizing things or demonizing people who are doing what they want to do in life. Yeah. So for example, they look up to someone doing something in a business, doing something like traveling, moving abroad, quitting their job. And Can't they believe. will straight away yeah. be like, so if you quit your nine to five, for example, someone will say, oh, are you sure you want to do that? Like, you're not going to have financial security. Someone else will say, oh my God, do it because you're no longer a threat to them in the corporate world. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, Any way you move in it, life. A lot of it comes from how we're, how other people are perceiving it, yeah. impacting them, exactly. not actually your own best interests. Absolutely. Humans yeah. are selfish fucking creatures. I love us, but we yeah. really are fucked in the head sometimes. Yeah. 
Great. Yours. Yeah, that was mine. So number four for me, I think this is four, mm. was just thinking about the fact that I think that I think it's a quote because we love a quote around here. We really do. We really do. Is we love taking quotes but not quoting who they're from. I don't remember who. It's definitely not Coach Gemma. It's yeah. from somebody else. But life is ten percent what happens to you and ninety percent how you respond to it. Mm. And I I come back to this lesson slash quote a lot because I just think that there are so many times where the similar situation could happen to 10 people but we're all going to perceive it differently and you can either ruminate or you can use an experience to grow learn be better or you can it can become a soul crushing thing and it's like the worst thing ever so i really think when it comes to shit things happening or just anything that happens in life things like self-reflection gratitude emotional intelligence you know getting support Mm. things like actually reaching out can make a big difference in your ability to weather the storm weather Mm. things that go on business friendship social life Mm. relationships whatever that may be people aren't gonna like what i'm about to say (laughs) i'm scared spicy whenever you say that i get no but really people are not gonna like it because you are in control of your life always yeah when shit goes bad yeah when you get dealt a shitty end of the spoon when, is that the saying? Spoon, no. End of the fork? What is it? Well, I don't you know get what quote dealt, you're trying to say. You get dealt a shitty hand there we go. in life. Another Something fork. terrible happens. Of yeah. course it fucking sucks. I yeah. totally get that. Yeah. We've all had horrible Yeah, we're not saying happen. like shit stuff happens and like be positive. No. It's more but than that. But you are always in control of your own life. Yeah. If you don't like something, you can change it. If you don't like your job, you can quit. If you want to start something new, you can do that. If you hate your boyfriend, you can dump him. Yeah. You always have control. And yeah. even in those moments when you feel like you don't, yeah. you do. Yeah. And if you want to have a bigger, better life, if you want to control the way, the way that you react to certain situations, if you want to feel more fulfilled, more happy, more grateful, you need to start looking at the way that you are. And how you react to things. Absolutely. And how you actually use things that happen to change will either crumble or move from it yeah and i really think that that that's like the difference in people is like yes of course i'm not saying that everyone's stories are equal and nobody like some people haven't had really fucked up lives and shit like that there's levels of privilege to everything absolutely but really like if you can start controlling your mindset the way that you view things the way that you react yeah your life is going to be back in your hands not in the hands of other people yeah and I think that when you feel that way... And that's my story. That's my story. I think when you feel that way, you actually feel more in control. Yeah. It, it doesn't feel like you're just at the mercy of the shit things that happen in yeah. life. It's like, no, I'm actually able to be more resilient. Weather any storm. Yeah, mm. for sure. My third one, I don't know how you're already up to number five. You know what? It's because at the start of this, you two. went rogue. Okay. You did it's one because and they then you did into two. into each other. Yeah, true. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> My number three is move in silence. Don't always feel the need to share everything you do with everybody until it's done. I am actually, I don't, I haven't said that to you before. Wow. (laughs) But like even. The way you just stared into my soul then you were like, did you just take those words out of my mouth? No, I just think that's something that I try to do. Like sometimes I do G myself up a bit, like as in like tell everyone because I'm excited. But like even like the house thing. I like wasn't even telling anybody that I was buying a house unless it was like three people yep. in my life. Cause I'm like, what if, so, I don't know. 
sometimes but it's you just never like, know. sometimes it's just like nice to say it after the fact yeah and i also think like moving in si- silence one allows you to grow a little bit more of grit emotional intelligence perseverance resilience yep. because you're not having external noise and i don't like that noise as well because yeah. sometimes it puts like a pressure and explanation when it's not needed and it also means that you're not swaying your initial soul's reaction or decisions Based so on other people yeah, yeah what i find happens a lot in anything in life like buying a house quitting your job doing a business having a new boyfriend whatever all of a sudden something exciting happens you tell 10 different people those 10 different people have 10 different reactions Cooked 10 different kitchen. opinions and then all of a sudden you're confused as fuck when your initial sole reaction to that exciting news was oh my god i'm so excited i can't wait to do this now all of a sudden you're overthinking every possible scenario or situation yeah as well as on the flip side of that is if you have a really great idea being able to move in silence means the noise is muted but also nobody is going to take your idea potentially and run with it on their own yeah and what i mean by that is like i mean obviously we're in the fucking fitness content creation whatever and as much as I don't care when people copy me because I know that I'm just creating impact, like if someone copies my work, that means I've done my job well. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, it's like if somebody's directly no, different. actually copying everything I do because different. I'm constantly telling them the things that I do, all of a sudden it doesn't look like it's my unique work anymore. No. And I have a real big thing about not being a coach or not being somebody in the industry that copies other people because my work is my work. Yeah. So moving in silence, not feeling the need to tell people everything you do until the work is done. Yeah. I also like, I'm a big believer in doing that. And I like to keep the people that I tell what I'm doing like very small Mm. and then tell people after it's happened. Yeah. Yeah. Once you've signed the dotted line, signed, sealed, delivered baby. Yeah. Um, your last one. And I still have two more. So you guys still have to pay attention and listen to me. So when I yelled at you before for stealing one of my, that was my last one, which is that life is short. So do more things that scare Mm. you and stop playing small. So again, I'm just going to highlight the fact that what have you got to lose? And you don't want to live a life of regret. And one of the main things that people say in retirement homes when they're interviewed about what they would have done differently it's always take more risks it's always travel more um and experience life don't just work Mm. away so i think that that's a big focus is enjoying your quality of life now not just doing everything because one day you'll retire and you'll be able to enjoy it enjoying yourself now yeah yeah i love that i have nothing else to add however i still do have two more points my last two Practice being present in more moments in your life. Yeah. So obviously we are growing up in the day and age of social media. Yeah. Really practice being more present in moments in your life because this will allow you to actually live. Yeah. It allows you to not live life through a phone screen. Yeah. It allows us scrolling time and also... It will help you build your own identity as a human outside of the world on Instagram, TikTok, emails, whatever it is. Yeah. And what I mean by that is I notice a lot of people spend a lot of time not being present in their real life, present on social media and warping into weird, wacky people that they not act, they're not actually that is not actually them is yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So if you can consciously take more time being present to remember moments and actually look at life around you. Yeah. Put your phone down. Put look your up. fucking phone down. Yeah. 
Or look up or you'll get hit by a bus. Isn't that the saying? I think so. Or did I just make that up? Sure. You got luck before there was hands know. and spoons. I'm like literally the queen of analogies and just making up absolute fucking weird sayings. But it makes sense, right? Yeah, it makes sense. My last one before we wrap up the episode yeah. is tell people that you love them more. This and is make my it, favorite. And make it fucking weird. Yeah. Like you don't need to feel like, and this is actually a big thing in relationships, right? Sorry, this is a little sidestep, but it'll loop back and make sense. Bear with me. Big thing in relationships is like when you start dating someone and you're like, and like a lot of girls or a lot of guys will be like, oh, I really want to like have the conversation or like ask what we are, but I feel like it's too early and I might scare them off. It's like, if you feel a certain way, telling somebody how you feel, and if they get scared, they're not your person. If they say, whoa, 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 that's too early on. We've only been seeing each other or fucking for the last four months. It's like, that's not your person. Yeah, yeah. So I think- On the same page. On the same level. And I think- if you can actually spend time telling more people that you love them and letting your friends know that you love and appreciate who they are as a person, letting your partner know, like how often that you just like, all right, babe, bye, love you. But how often do you actually take the time to tell your partner what an incredible person they are? And I also think it's nice to tell your friends what it is that you like about them and like what good stuff that they do that's like unique yeah like I really like you because you're a really good friend you're a really Mm. good listener you're always there for me um I like how creative you are whatever it is like Mm. I just think that it's nice to verbalize that and not just keep it in because that kind of thing can make someone's day that that can make someone feel appreciated and valued Mm. and there's some weird shit that my friends do and I do that is the reason that I love them and they love me. And it's like when people appreciate that, it makes you feel more comfortable being yourself. Absolutely. It, it cracks open your whole world to actually stepping into your authentic self. Yeah. As well as like reminding people that you love them around you is like the most wholesome fucking thing ever. Yeah. As well as you will start to feel more loved and appreciated. For what you And understood. About. Yeah. And it's just the vibe that we want to have. And your relationships grow stronger. Like... As you know, I have an intimate group of very close friends. Mm. And if I needed to right now, I could write down an unlimited list of what it is that I love about them and each unique thing. And I was like, that makes me happy. Like there's no one in my life that's that close to me that I can't do that about. And it's because it's so genuine. Yeah. Sorry, I'm going to laugh. What were you just doing with that tissue? Sorry, I was trying to, I just couldn't handle that it didn't fit properly. I actually was like, that was very beautiful. And I'm sorry to laugh at you, but. What the actual fuck was that? <laughs> I wish that was on camera, but I think we're cut out of frame. We are. Anyways, that wraps up our episode, yes. our 10 life lessons. Yes. And I hope honest, that you guys love listening to that. And if you have any life lessons that you would like to send in that have made a difference to the way yeah. you live your life, we would love to hear them. If you DM'd us or emailed us or in a anonymous box, which we'll put up, that would also be really nice to hear. Woohoo! And that wraps it up. You know where to find us TikTok, YouTube, Instagram. Rate this podcast five stars. We have a goal to hit 100 five star reviews on Spotify. So please make sure that if you are an avid listener, you tell your friend, your boyfriend, your neighbors, your sisters, your, your aunties, your nan, everyone about it. And we love you so much, guys. Bye. Love you. Bye.